Hey everyone, it's Cassie with A Happy Thinker. Today's episode is episode number 17, and I'm so happy to do this with you today. Let's get started. Hey everyone. So, today's episode is Why Our Words Matter. So this is a very simple thing that we really don't give a lot of awareness to or a lot of thought to. A lot of times our words come out without us thinking them through first or we're so in the habit of saying certain things or thinking in a certain way so therefore our verbiage comes out to reflect that. If you've ever wanted to really know how someone's mind is going, how someone's thinking, really listen to their words and what they have to say. Words can reflect a lot about our mental and emotional state, and they can do it kind of covertly. A lot of the times we don't understand um, psychology enough to really understand what our words are saying to other people. But I want to let you know that your words really do have a huge impact on what manifests in your life, also what you focus upon, and it's kind of a little cycle. So your brain will think one thing, your mouth will say whatever it is your brain is connecting to and by saying it you're like almost setting it in your brain as a fact or a truth and so therefore it cycles back through and so it's an endless loop so the way that we can use this tool this beautiful human tool to benefit us and make our lives better is learning how to speak life into our own lives and life into others. How we do this is obviously if you're you lean more towards a negative than a positive when it comes to the, your speech, your life perspective is going to be more negative versus positive. So the way that we do this, and it's not an easy thing to be able to just swap out everything we have to say and think of it in a totally different perspective. That's not what I'm asking you to do and that is not what I would ever expect anyone to feel like they should do. If you think you need some work in the area of being able to speak life and joy and abundance into your life and others, then it is as simple as taking small word swaps. It is really important to take this kind of thing step by step and bite by bite. The only way to eat a pie is one bite at a time. It's the same thing when it comes to our healthy habits, mentally, emotionally, and physically. If you want a healthier, more abundant life, it starts with your habits. Habits are things that are formed over time by practice. So it's really important that you do this little by little and you don't put a lot of pressure on yourself when you're still not talking life into the situation or life into certain aspects of what you're doing. It's okay that you're in the spot that you're in. Meet yourself right there. But what I'm going to kind of help you out with today is some helpful word swaps that can really benefit how you perceive your thought life and it can really change because like I was saying it is a cycle. So to break a cycle you have to take a link out of that chain that that round chain and replace it with something else so that it it changes the cycle. Sometimes we can do this with our thoughts first. 
but vice versa can be true. We can do this with our words and then by speaking things, it slowly becomes more evident to our brains that maybe this is truth. Maybe this is something that we could believe, that we could think, that our brains could think this way. So let's take some examples. We'll talk about body image. This one can be difficult for many people, and I think a lot of people associate bad body image with females, but I think it's just as prevalent for males, just in different ways. Um, life cultures tend to have a big effect on our body image, what we feel like our body should look like, what we feel like our bodies don't look like, and how we wish they could change in areas, and we may try to physically change them, but you can have the most amazing muscled out workout body and still have a horrible perspective on your body image so it's all about your mind believing it just as much as you're putting in the work and that's true with anything so if you're talking about succeeding in your career if you don't believe what you're doing but you're putting in all the work but you don't believe you're going to make it you don't believe you think that it's just a pipe dream or you think that there is always that chance that you're gonna not make it in your career life and so you know you got a plan b going on in the back of your brain if you have that kind of thought process going on and you're still putting in all the work to try and achieve your goals you are a lot more likely not to achieve them or even if you achieve them not to even see it as a success so i want you to really think about that if you have a mindset that isn't fully committed to what you're hoping for or what you're dreaming for even if you were to achieve it you may not even see it as a success or an achievement because your mindset is not in the right spot so i think it's really important that our words reflect what we want our brains to think and therefore can kind of change that cycle so I'm working from a backwards point of view than some of my other podcasts, which is really mind and thought work. And I definitely think it's beneficial, but sometimes it's just hard to work there first. So let's try and jump into something easier with our words. Our words have a huge impact on those around us and ourselves. The more you speak something, the more likely you are to believe it. The same thing can be true for things that are false that we say enough times we start to believe. This effect is called the validity effect. It is um, a scientific study on the, on the tendency to believe something false, to be correct by repeating it or being repeatedly exposed to it over and over again. This is why people who are brought up in a certain culture believe one way about the world and those who are brought up in a different culture believe totally different about the world is because the culture in which they live is repeated exposure to a certain kind of truth, a truth for them. It may not be necessarily fact or truth in general, but for them it is because it's a repeated exposure. The same thing is true when you speak. When you speak something over and over again, whether it's positive or negative, it becomes more familiar to you and therefore more true. Familiarity overpowers rationality in this kind of way. And the reason why this is, is because our brains, our brains are designed to try and keep us safe. Things that are familiar are 
feel safe because the body has survived them once before. So the mind says, hey, we've survived this once before, so it must be a safe way to go. So therefore, it's familiar. So the way in which we talk to ourselves may have been developed over time through various things, whether good or bad, but the way that we talk to ourselves is a very important way we can move forward. That link in the chain that you need to replace in order to break the cycle of of not creating the life that you want can start with your speech. It really comes down to how you talk to yourself and what you say. If you catch yourself really not being your best advocate or your own um, stumbling block all the time, then you're more likely not to succeed because you're creating this truth in your mind as if it already is. There was a study done where they took a group of people. It was about 40 people, I believe, and they told some of them that they were going to have to present a speech before a bunch of people, and they only had five minutes to prepare. Um, That can be a very taxing thing to prepare a speech in general. It can also be very nerve-wracking and stressful for anyone who is not good with public speaking or anyone who does not like to speak in front of people or even those who are, are fine with it, but they're like, okay, how do I prepare something in five minutes? So they took these people, 40 people, and they split them into two groups. They told one of them, you, you get five minutes to do this, and I want you to, when you're talking to yourself, kind of preparing yourself for this, I want you to refer to yourself as I, or me, or you. The other group, they told them to refer to them by their own names, or refer to them in like a third person and use third person kinds of speech when they were talking to themselves and preparing for for this upcoming speaking. So they found that those who used the word I and did that kind of work before preparing themselves were more likely to have thoughts like I don't know how I'm going to be able to do this. What if I say the wrong thing? I feel fear over this. I, 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 I. But it was all in a way that was not beneficial to them. It was out of a fear-based mentality because they were speaking about themselves and their life. The other group found that those who were speaking in a third person were much more likely to give encouragement, support, and kind of like ramp themselves up because it was like they were speaking to someone else. I've talked about this before on the podcast, kind of using a third person when it comes to your future self and your past self and the way that you view that. If you've not seen that podcast, I highly recommend it. That would be episode number four, showing up for yourself. And I really do talk about the concept of being able to be your own advocate and be your own cheerleader. And I think that's super important um, when we're talking about our words and what we speak. It is very important that you encourage and build yourself up, not tear yourself down. For one, you are going to be the longest relationship that you ever have is with yourself. So it needs to be a positive one because you need to be able to be your own advocate to cheer yourself on. 
So our words do matter. And this study like proved it that the way that we choose to talk about ourselves, the way that we choose to talk about what we want, the way that we choose to talk about others has a huge impact on the way that we think about things and the way that we perceive into life. Because all of those people that went into that study had a result of how they performed when it came to the speech. Most of the ones who encouraged themselves did much better than the ones who did not. So it's really important that we take the time to understand how we're perceiving ourselves, how we're perceiving the situation, and make sure we're using positive verbiage. So anytime that you're starting to feel like you're not using positive verbiage to communicate your, to yourself something, we can swap out words. So things like when we're talking about making healthier choices, I should really drink water. When you say that, I should really drink water, it imposes the idea that you have to do it or somehow you, you are forcing yourself to do it. And when we force ourselves to do something, 90% of us don't like to be told what to do and 90% of us don't like to be forced into things. That's why the huge phenomenon happened when everybody was being told to quarantine, everyone wanted to be out of their house all of a sudden. Because when they had the choice to be in the house, they were fine with it. When they were told they had to, they didn't like that idea. Most people are like this. So you don't ever want to say, I should really do this. Instead, you should say things like, I must do this or I get to do this. By adding that kind of verbiage, you are helping your mind believe that must means that it's something you're aiming to do, something that you want to do, something that you really believe in. You must do it because it's a part of you. You must do it because it's something that you deep down really want. Um, I get to do it adds a sense of gratitude, a sense of thankfulness for being able to do that. Okay, another one is, I need to talk to this person and forgive them. I need to imposes a sense of according to who. According to who do you need to do that? Who's making the rules? Remember, we can make our own rules. This sounds so rebel-like, and uh, maybe it is a little, but that's the coolest thing about mind and thought work is you can make up your own rules. And I highly advise that you really focus on your moral understanding of yourself first before you start making up your own rules because then you just go way off the track, way off the side rails, and start making up rules that do not benefit you. Your rules should be ones that benefit you. I also talk about that in um, showing up for yourself. So definitely check that podcast out. I think it could be really helpful on this topic. But back to changing, swapping out our words. I need to, let's change it to I want to. If you say I want to, you'll feel more positive. Even if it's boring or something that you don't really like specifically, you say I want to do this. I have a meeting at five, I want to be able to present it. Instead, I have a meeting at five, I need to be able to present it this way. Do you see the difference in the way those two sound? Um, I have to. Talking about all the things you have to do will make you feel bogged down and lectured. It's a possible indicator that you feel forced into doing these things. And your brain will start to believe you're being forced to do them. And you'll start to resent your choices in your life. You don't want to do that. So when you have to, quote unquote, do something 
why don't we say I can do? Even boring tasks, if you're in a, po in, in a position where you can think positively, where doing it is pretty straightforward, taking a moment to say, I can do this, it empowers you to realize you have the capability of doing it and empowers you to realize you, you get to do something that maybe someone else in the world cannot do. So it's really, really important when we change this verbiage, swapping out our words is super important. This is really important when the way that we talk to ourselves comes into play as well. A lot of times in our own heads, we think it's if you're not actually physically speaking it, then it doesn't really matter. But it kind of does because it's a way of talking to yourself. And a lot of times these internal thoughts, if you're anything like me, do come out in physical words. And then by putting them out into the world, you do create a resounding action that flows from that. So things saying things like, that was stupid, why did I do that? You could say instead, I could have handled that better. How could you be so dumb? How could you be so stupid? Relax, everyone makes mistakes. I can handle this better next time. You can't deal with this. You're not prepared for this. You're not ready for this. Whatever happens, you will handle it, and it is what it is. Saying things like that brings a lot of rationality back into the world instead of familiarity to you. It may be very familiar for you to not have a positive self-talk towards yourself. I want you to also think about this in terms of the way you talk to others. Someone trips and falls and, they're like, and you say something like, well, that was clumsy. You could have said, are you okay? And that would have been a much more positive effect. It shows that your brain, that you care about that person. Even if this is a complete and utter stranger, it's important that you have a sense of respect for other people. Looking in the mirror, for instance, you could be like, oh, you look awful, your hair's a mess, blah, 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 blah. We could go on for days if you want to talk about that one. But instead, you could say things like, everyone has bad hair days, makeup days, face days. You are perfectly enough. That is a hard one to believe, but the more that you say it out loud, the more likely you are to believe it. Positive affirmations, by the way, only work if you are saying them in a believable way. So if you jump from one giant change of words and really try to believe it, it's not going to work. For instance, let's say there's a blue, there's a dog, okay? And you're trying to believe that that dog is blue. It's really hard for your brain to jump to something that doesn't seem rational because it's not familiar to you. So if you are not familiar with talking to yourself in a positive way or talking to others in a positive way don't try to jump so big do small word swaps like we talked about before like must or can or get to or small things like that because when you jump to ginormous changes in your shift of mind it becomes less believable and much harder to actually implement implement these like positive affirmations into our daily lives. 
So really be aware of that when you are doing this. How do you actually believe this? If you don't actually believe it, I know we're working towards believing it. We need to just slowly shift it in the right direction and we can add more as our brains start to come to terms. We don't want to put our brains in such a shocking state that it completely denies the idea at all of what we're trying to convey to it. So here's some more negative swaps that you might think about. We could do things like, for instance, when I had my baby, my beautiful, wonderful little Marceline, I remember looking in the mirror being quite um, disgusted. I'm going to use this very negative connotation because that's what I was. I was disgusted by the fact that my stomach did not look quite the same that it did. But instead of saying a negative verbiage to myself, like, I am disgusted with the way that I look. I could say things like, I am surprised by the way I look. That's not jumping all the way to I'm satisfied or I am enough. That's jumping to just something more real but less negative. So just by making subtle transformations can slowly move you in the right direction. You need to meet yourself where you are. Things like, I'm afraid, you could say instead, I'm curious. So I'm afraid to try that. I'm curious to try that. Doesn't say that you want to try that. Doesn't say that you feel all in. It just simply says that maybe you have an inkling to try something. That's painful. Instead, you could say that's quite a strong sensation. Labeling something in a negative connotation is the main problem of our speech. When you label things in a negative way, when you speak to yourself in a negative way, when you speak to others in a negative way, you start to perpetuate the idea of this negative thought process. So if you want an abundant life that perpetuates joy, that perpetuates abundance, that abundance grows abundance, that growth grows growth, that happiness grows happiness, then you need to speak in a way in which you can believe it. May not be right away jumping from I'm ugly to I'm beautiful, but instead of saying my body is ugly, say I have a body. It's not, it is just a solid fact. And that, that swapping I have an ugly body to I have a body is a sense of gratitude that you even have it. And then you can work towards I have a body that I'm not totally satisfied or with, or I have a body that I'm working on. I have a body that I'm grateful for. I have a healthy body. Those are great swaps that can slowly lead to positive change. By speaking into our physical world, we create a physical belief for ourselves in our brains. So this is why this is so important. So I want you to practice this week trying to transform your words and really understanding that your words matter. I highly suggest before you start jumping into trying to implement these word swaps in your daily life by just trying to be aware of your word and, words and verbiage first. Just try and get aware with yourself. What do you say to yourself? How do you say it to yourself? What do you say to others? How do you say it? And then start swapping out those things that you identify as maybe not beneficial to you and maybe not positive. If you are not real familiar on how to be aware with yourself, I also have a podcast on that. It is my 
second podcast, awareness is the first step in changing your life. So it's the key step. I wholly wholly believe that. (laughs) So I advise you to go watch that one if you haven't already. The last thing I want to leave you with is just a really good quote to kind of solidify the importance of changing our words and how that really impacts our lives. William James said this, the greatest revolution of our generation is the discovery that human beings, by changing their inner attitude of their mind, can change the outer aspects of their very own life. So I think that just kind of sums up everything that I'm talking about today. And I wish you luck in changing your negative thought processes to ones that benefit you, ones that create abundance, ones that can make you live a happier, healthier life and think happier. So thank you so much for joining me today on The Happy Thinker. If you haven't subscribed, please do so. I'm on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and so many others. I love you guys, and thank you for your listenership. It means so much. I will talk to you real soon. Bye.